Coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, the Cougar Hoopsters are on a roll, 8-0 on the season, and rising up the rankings with an in-state tilt on tap this Saturday in Salt Lake City. We're catching up with the coach and Trevin Nell, coming up next on BYU TV and ESPN+. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. And here we go, yes! Let's go, good evening once again. Hello Cougar Nation, hello studio audience. We're back inside Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building in beautiful Provo, Utah, for our latest edition of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, hashtag Pope Show on social media. Great to have you with us, whether in our studio audience or elsewhere. We are live and on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps and ESPN+. Coming up on tonight's show, we will look back on two more wins for BYU to get to 8-0 on this young season. We'll look ahead to BYU and Utah this Saturday. Jackson Robinson joins us inside the film room. Our in-studio guest tonight is Trevin Nell, and he may have a special guest with him. We'll have a game night segment with the coach and Trevin and have some social media Q&A for both of them as well. Well, he is five wins away from becoming the ninth BYU head coach to hit the 100-win plateau with the Cougs. He's a man with boundless energy and flawless sideline tailoring. He's the head coach of your BYU basketball Cougars, Mark Pope. Ah, back to uh, no, we got pants. Are we pants? Kind of, or these are like these are uh, these are like um, fitness sweats. pants. Yeah, but they're a or, little fancier than just plain sweats. Or pets. Looking for the right word. Um, it was a few weeks ago where you came, and the big news of the they're night like was a hybrid. Yeah, but the, but the big news of the week was like you were in pants and yes. not sweats because normally you're a sweats guy. So we're kind of in the hybrid tonight. If I can actually get pants on any time during the week besides games, it's a miracle, <laughs> actually. Well, uh, good to see you once again, by the way. And uh, the mugs have returned. We have missed Greg. Uh, I miss you. Like I miss you. Well, we guess it was one week of missing me. It seemed like it was a lot longer. <laughs> Not thank you for saying that. Yes. Yeah, just a week, but I'm back. So happy to have you back. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I love the mugs. It, it, last week with this mug, by the way. Yeah. Next week, new mugs, new color really? scheme, and everything. So you may know this, but the legendary story behind these mugs. Mm -hmm. Last year, uh, my uh, dear friend and mentor, my high school coach, Rich Belcher. Um, came to the show. He actually came out to a game and came to the show. And um, as he was walking out, he kind of winked at me through the door and showed me that in his pocket he was swiped. He swiped our mug. <laughs> but somehow, magically, the so next we've been thing, low we on mugs there. is what yes. it came down to. So normally, uh, we can come out for the show and there are two mugs just sitting here because that's how we roll. But tonight there were no mugs. But I also swiped a mug. I had one in my office. <laughs> so I go. brought down a mug for rehearsal. Yes. And then, did you know that we had Leanne bring two mugs from home? It, did you really? <laughs> she brought mugs from home. So I so, actually swiped one of these mugs. There's one in yeah, my office. Yes, this is actually your mug. Yeah. So if you swipe a mug, you can be totally clear of <laughs> conscience because that's what everybody's doing. We're very transparent here, yes. Uh, well, folks, it is now a time-honored tradition on this show that we take a moment at the start of the program. We take a deep cleansing breath. We ask the always intriguing question. <laughs> What's on Mark's mind? 
It does. It does. It yeah. makes you take a breath. Yeah. Ah, I love Brings it. it home. Okay, so something super exciting. Mm. I come bearing gifts, if you can believe that. I did see that. So just this week, we dropped our first of, uh, Lee, what is it, a series of three, four? Four different items uh, at the BYU bookstore um, that, uh, that are uh, dunk on cancer gear. Am I allowed to say what they are? Okay, I, I don't remember them all, but so let me give you the whole story behind these. First mm -hmm. of all, I'm gonna give you that so you Thank can try you. it on. I appreciate it. You that. can leave the tag, I guess the kids these days, they like to leave the, ca yeah, the tag me, on. I'm not a kid. Is that not, not true? I'm the tag on, yeah. Tell me that's not good looking. <laughs> what? So, I don't know if I can do the tag. Lee, can I do the tag? Or I, I need to take it off. Okay, I'm gonna take it off. <laughs> Lee, Lee is, is definitely not confident in my swag quotient, so we'll go. Old school. I like that. So here's the story behind these hats. So these dropped at the BYU Bookstore. We've partnered with uh, the Simmons Center for Cancer Research, which is this incredible organization on BYU's campus. Leanne Pope, Dunk on Cancer, and the BYU Bookstore. And so every dollar of proceeds that, um, that they earn by selling these hats goes to the Simmons Center for Cancer Research through Dunk on Cancer. And um, Leanne and the Duncan Cancer family is in the process of, babe, we're almost to $4 million, almost to $3 million raised. And yeah, yeah. And uh, among the hundreds of stories, once a, once a, once a year, we have a, a formal dinner that's put on by the Simmons Center for Cancer Research. And for the first time, I got to meet uh, Dan Simmons this past dinner, who is a legend here at BYU in all types of scientific research. And then the gentleman we, we, we sat by, Mr. Beers, what was his first name? Oh, I'm so embarrassed, I can't remember. We sat at this table and talked to these people that are, that are surrounding Simmons Center for Cancer Research and heard about the, the, the real-time uh, medical trials that they have going on that are gonna alter cancer treatment forever, and it's really incredible. So I'm making a plea that if you're looking for a swaggy, swagalicious uh, cap, um, BYU dunk on cancer, it would go towards a great cause. So, so proceeds from the gear you buy at the yep. BYU store goes to dunk on cancer. And you say this is the first of, you said, four items of gear? Yes, yeah, so, so here's the deal. So we started with the hats. We're going to have some socks. And then uh -oh. we're bringing it home with the Stanley Cup. So uh, your husbands, don't tell your wives, maybe. And then we're going to finish out with a sweatshirt. So uh, appreciate you guys. It's unbelievable gear, and it, it makes a huge difference. It's something near and dear to Leanne and my heart. Um, um, and and uh, it, 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 like, if you feel like this fight on cancer is going nowhere, you're wrong. Like, this, the strides being made are, are mind-boggling, and it's really exciting, and, and uh, we're doing good together. So thanks for your help on that. Last year, Leanne was kind enough to get me the Dunk on Cancer hoodie from yes. last year with the cool BYU logo. I wore it yesterday. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a regular item in the wardrobe. All right, so. Uh, Wait, I need more time. Okay. Because I on. believe there is a young man here named Tyler Hansen. Is that true? Tyler Hansen, come, come on, come on, man. Come, come on. on down. Come on so, down, Tyler Hansen. <laughs> so here's the deal. Like, I'm not sure that I'm. Good looking enough to inspire anybody to buy this hat. Greg certainly is. But Tyler, uh, Tyler, I'm a good friend with his uncle. I got a ton of love for you, baby. <laughs> All right? 
So listen, will you put this on and just smile at the camera? This is why you need to buy. You can keep the tag this on. This swaggy hat go. right <laughs> here. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you. Another hat left. I know. I'm just like I'm gonna kind of read the audience. Okay, I'm gonna he's gonna read the room. This could happen during a commercial break. You never know what's gonna. Pop I was up. nervous because our guest player today gets really sensitive and emotional if he doesn't get a little bit of everything. Okay, so I was like, it might be for him. I actually, I actually <laughs> forgot. So I called back to the office. I'm like, guys, you gotta bring your fourth hat. I'm, I'm kidding, of course, but. I hope he doesn't expect it now because uh, you said that. There is now. no chance okay. that he is listening. Right? <laughs> Uh, BYU men's basketball is the number one team in the nation in the net ranking. Okay. Hello. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. You know, it's like Christmas morning for uh, hoops nerds is when the first net comes out. Yep. You know, and it came out this week and we saw BYU was two in the debut and then a couple nights later uh, you're up to number one. And these things fluctuate throughout the course sure. of the season, but you really can't trick the numbers. Uh, they are what they are and, and, they're, and they're showing that BYU is playing some of the best basketball in the country right now. Yeah, yeah uh, we're really excited about it. It's, um, that is a, it's a tremendous accomplishment by our guys and it is not, it was not one of our goals. It, it still continues to not be one of our goals, but um, but, uh, you know, you, you reach these little milestones and you get to put them in your pocket forever. And there's never been a team uh, in BYU history that's been number one in that, partly because it's only been in existence for the last five years. But hey. Yes. And first is first. Yeah. And yes. there's, the truth is there's only one team in the country right now that, that has earned the honor to, to be the number one team um, in the net rankings. And we're super proud of it. So it just is exactly what it is. It's, it's, we're really excited. These guys should be really proud. It's not even on the top 10 of the list of things we're trying to accomplish. Uh, but hopefully for Cougar fans and, and for our guys, it's, it's a fun treat. And, and let's go, man. Let's, we got a, another big game Saturday and another big game Wednesday. And we're excited to roll. Speaking of top 10, you're top 10 in, in Ken Palm, Ken Pomeroy's ratings, uh, the coaches' polls and the AP poll. You're a top 15 team there. So in a short span of time, you've opened a lot of eyes around the country. Yeah. yeah it's been exciting to me how our guys have done it, too. Um, you know, I was talking to one of the members of the squad. Uh, we have uh, four gentlemen uh, that are PhDs in the clinical psychology program. They're faculty members. And so they've taken it upon themselves to fix me. <laughs> and I'm so grateful for that. And in a long conversation today, we just had this conversation about um, about how our team is functioning different than a lot of teams in college basketball, just in the sense of um, there's kind of a, a, a strong link or a star link team, and then there's a weak link team. And 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 weak link team is is going to be defined by the weakest link. And we are very comfortably living in that space right now. We always talk about getting as many five-on-three possessions as we can in every area. And this is a community effort. It is a team effort. And through eight games, our guys have been spectacular about refusing to be the weak link, meaning every guy is trying their best to do exactly their job on every single possession. And that makes us really special. And that is actually a great way to represent BYU and what we stand for and how we live. And super proud of the guys. And, you know, it only gets harder from here. So let's go. Among the stats that have led you to where you are, and there are some number one rankings out there, and whether it's, it's three-pointers attempted or three-pointers made or bench points per game, BYU's number one on all those things right now. What, what's the most important, if you had to distill it down to one or two things that are really making this team go right now? Well, our newest metric that we love is offensive rebounding. It's so important because if you guys have watched our games, you know we've lost our mind. We just shoot the ball as fast as we possibly can. <laughs> 
And, um, you know, we're trying to get between 30 and 35 threes a game, which is insane. I think the number one uh, field goal attempt, three-point field goal attempt last year was 29-something. It could be off by one. And, but you only do that if you're great on the offensive glass. And so uh, I've talked about this a lot, but Coach Cahill Fennell, who's in his second year with us uh, from Louisville, one of our assistant coaches is doing a tremendous job, brought this concept to us this summer, uh, this different way to attack the offensive glass. And we all shook our heads and be like, that's the dumbest thing we've ever heard. There is no chance that will ever work. And we're not taking a risk on it either. And um, over time, we considered it more and more. And, and uh, then Keegan Brown jumped on board. He's like, no, coach, this is genius. Keegan's your analytics head, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, analytics. You know, he, like I always say, he uses all the words that I don't understand, so I can't argue with him. I'm just like, okay, fine. <laughs> you say so. And, um, and then we actually reached out to some, some coaches that we know around the world, actually, that have tried it. And they were unanimous, like, yeah, we thought it was a great idea. And then we bailed two weeks in because we just couldn't get our guys to do it. Hmm. And that is something spectacular about BYU right now is our guys are doing it, man. And, um, and, and so, you know, we can't uh, attack. We can't be a 27 by 50 team the way we're trying to be and attack the three-point line, line the way we're trying to without this full commitment to the offensive glass. And, and our guys have done it. It's been beautiful. And, and that's just one example of all the different areas where our guys have really tried to do this together as a team. Before I get to highlights, there's another number I want to bring up. It's a top 20 number. You're 16th in attendance right now, yeah. per game attendance. You played five home games. Thank you, guys. You've won five home games. Might I add that uh, the numbers just came in. We are 16th in the country in home attendance at our games and number one in studio audience attendance at our coaches', coaches show. show. Yes, essentially. So thank true. you guys for making that happen. <laughs> And that's the number a lot of coaches nationally are just trying to hit. Yes, you know, it they're, is. They're really concerned about Chase that. Chase us, guys. Chase <laughs> us. How's your personal schedule these days? Because with the success comes attention. Are you squeezing more interviews in? More people come out and talk to you? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're still so early in the season. But, uh, you know, one of the beautiful things is as you get closer to the season, um, Coach Rose, my mentor, uh, used to always talk about the blue dots. Um, it, I, I don't know if they still do, but on our digital calendars, the blue dots show up for all the things that we have to do. Mm. And um, magically, um, as we get into the depths of the season, some of the blue dots start to fade away just of necessity. And so we get to dial in on the grind. Now, with that said, we still have a lot of stuff to do, but I'm enjoying it. All right. Our show last week was on the eve of BYU's game against Fresno State at the Delta Center. Cougars have a great history in that building, and they got great crowd support as well last Friday. Let's look back and see some of the highlights and stats presented by Intermountain Health. This was BYU and Fresno State on a Friday night in downtown Salt Lake City, and uh, The Rock and a bunch of other BYU fans showed up to watch Spencer Johnson get you going. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, Spencer had an unbelievable game as a, in every facet of the game, actually. Um, we had talked about some defensive metrics where he really wanted to grow. And, um, and he certainly did, and then he did on the offensive side too. And you just see Ali Khalifa working his magic as a passer. How fun is Ali to watch, guys? Like, what? I mean. And, uh, you know, we ran four straight post catches every, you know, we ran every different play we had to get Spencer Johnson a post catch back to back to back to back, and he delivered on every single one. Uh, Jackson Robinson had a terrific game. Richie Saunders is always is bringing just such elite energy on both ends of the floor. And this is a good Fresno State team. The truth is they probably haven't exactly found themselves yet, but their pieces are really good and they're going to have a good season. I actually like the team. This is, a, this is a really big win for us and very important. BYU wins it by 29 
last weekend at the Delta Center. Cougs get back on the winning track in downtown Salt Lake City. You see the numbers that uh, bore out in that 85-56 victory. So that was the uh, first game of the weekend. We'll call the back end of the weekend the second game against Evansville, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, we'll see, too, in the Evansville highlights, you ended the first half in Salt Lake with the Ali yeah. backdoor, and you ran a similar play to end half number one on, yeah. on Tuesday against Evansville. Yeah. If you're going to have to get a set and you need a shot, he's been a pretty important part of what you want to run there. Yeah, it's, it, he, he makes things, especially in a half-court situation um, where everybody's set and everybody is, you know, you get all kind of different offensive possessions. A lot of ours are in transition. Sometimes you get them from different spaces. Sometimes you have different personnel. Sometimes you get a team in rotations. But a lot of times at the end of half, uh, in a tight situation, you end up with the defense sitting and waiting and the offense coming. And Ollie just adds such an incredible dimension to what we do. He allows our guys to really cut freely. And our guys are beginning to believe that if they finish the last 30% of their cut, that magically they're going to find a gift under the Christmas tree. And, and he seems to do that every single time. It's yep. awesome. A pass from the magician himself. All you, right. You uh, see how I weaved in Christmas with that? That was good. He's that kind of coach, folks. Uh, the win over Fresno State was BYU's third consecutive game and third straight win outside of the Marriott Center. The Cougs were then back in Provo for their first home game in two and a half weeks as they welcomed the Evansville Purple Aces to Provo this past Tuesday night. BYU coming in 7-0. The improved Aces were 7-1 coming in. Let's see how it all went down with the highlights and stats again presented by Intermountain Health. BYU and Evansville head coach David Ragland in his second year. And they went from five wins all of last season yeah. to already seven coming into this game. Yeah, and, and they brought in some new talent that's actually really good. One absolutely terrific player they got out of D2 or NIA or somewhere who's been yeah. really fantastic. Um, and, you know, I'll just talk about David Radler for a minute. Like, what a, what a great young coach he is. Um, he's, he was uh, with Craig Smith, mentored by Craig at Utah State, and, and is just building an incredible career. And he had this team rolling. Uh, you just saw uh, Noah Waterman uh, make a terrific shot. He started the game with a corner three, played great, but his greatest uh, contribution was on the defensive end, matching up against one of the top uh, scorers in the country, really averaging over 18 points a game, um, and did an unbelievable job containing him. It was a great team effort, uh, uh, unbelievable job by our guys to remain focused against a team that's really hard to guard. You guys probably hear people throw around this idea of a Princeton offense all the time, and it's so hard to guard. And this is a team, uh, Coach Raglan has these guys um, really executing at a high level, a, a record of 7-1 coming in, in, including right before they came to us, they won uh, at Northern Iowa, which uh, if you're a basketball fan, you know how good that program is. And so um, we were really excited to get out of there with a win against a terrific team. Coach Raglan was happy with his assist to turnover number 16-9, and nine, and you're putting up a 26-8. and eight. Yeah. And and that 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 ratio has been really good for you this year. Yeah, it's been it's been unbelievable. You know, our guys were really committed all summer. It was really fun to watch our team because in the spring we talked about it, it was something that's hamstrung us uh, all season last year with a very young team. We just kept uh, you know we're a giving community here at BYU and we kept giving the other team the ball. What that actually <laughs> that's not actually part of the gospel, guys. <laughs> and and so. Uh, our guys in the spring, as we started, uh, you know, the, the workouts we could have with a real focus on uh, protecting the ball and, and making simpler plays and wiser decisions, really thinking the game. And so we, we actually were having our guys run after every single turnover. It didn't matter if it was one-on-one. -on -one, it didn't matter if it was in a passing drill. Our guys would run. And what was really, what's been really special about this team is after about a month, you saw the coaches start to fade away. 
And then the whole rest of the summer, it was the players that were holding each other accountable, throwing guys on the line for turnover of the ball. And, and that's actually um, been a huge part of our early success is that our players are owning this and it's really their team and they're the ones that care about it. It's their voices and their accountability. And we're, we're blessed to have some really, really special growing leaders on this team. Last year's turnover rate for your team was over 20%. Yeah. It's under 15 right now. That's a big difference. It's a massive difference. And, and uh, you know, anytime we can stay, our goal is to, to be under 12. We're averaging, I think, just right around 11 right now. But the last two games, we've been in single-digit single turnovers, and that's really, really important. Well, through eight games, Jackson Robinson leads BYU in points per game, field goals made, three-pointers made. He's made all of his free throws. He's second on the team in steals, and he's doing it all as part of the best bench brigade in all of college basketball. And after Friday's win over Fresno State before the Evansville game, Jackson sat down with our Jerem Jordan inside the film room. All right, Jax, Delta Center, black jerseys, undefeated. There was a lot of swag going into this one, and you guys delivered. What was it like to uh, play that kind of game on that court? I mean, it was a great experience. Um, we knew we couldn't come in and uh, look down on our opponent. We had to, you know, play just like we would with our other team. So um, we came in with a killer mindset and got the job done. Okay, career high 24 for you. Got to feel good. You were shooting deep in this one, and let's look at a, uh, a handoff from Matiki straight away from three. Yeah, so Trey did a good job of just screening away. He kicked it to a tiki. We started out in the wide. Richie curled it. Um, and Trey made a nice pass, went away to screen. I just came off. The guy went under the screen twice, and you know I had to shoot that. So That's a deep three, too. <laughs> How'd you handle the lines? Because I know you guys put down the NBA line in the annex in Merritt Center uh, last week, but you didn't really care. You were just shooting behind the NBA line. Yeah, um, I honestly don't pay too much attention to it. Um, when I shoot it, it's going up, so it doesn't matter where I'm at on the floor, I know I'm gonna make it. And a defender doesn't want to guard you that far out either, right? I don't think so, or they would have <laughs> been out there. <laughs> okay, end of the first half. We've heard about Ali Khalifa's amazing passing. We saw it on display in this one. Wrap around to you, nice curl by you to the bucket. So Ali did a good job of setting up my man, and I had to curl across because there was no bottom. Spencer's man is hugged up on the far side, and so I just curl around Ali for a quick, easy layup at the end of the half. And you got to point at the guy that passed to you immediately, right? Exactly. Hey, that was you, baby. Exactly. That was you. Okay, another play here. This is defense. You guys are playing amazing defense. Spencer Johnson with the poke, and then you got to throw it down to him for the layup. Spencer had an amazing defensive game. Uh, obviously, everybody knows that he had a great offensive game, but just right here, he kind of set up his man thinking, because number three for Fresno State was snaking these screens a lot of the time, and Spencer realized it um, late here in the second half, and he poked that ball free, and I just happened to be in the right spot, and he took off. Easiest assist for you of the game? Exactly. Okay, and then last but not least, you were feeling it from three. You made six of eight. You're in front of your bench almost right there, deep three. Again, I don't think anyone wants to guard you this far out and you make another one. It's not too much to this play, just rose up, Richie found me and my man wasn't guarding me, so it was an easy bucket. Okay, beginning of the week, you're number two in the net, number 14 in the AP poll, number eight in Ken Palm. These are all awesome metrics. What's your favorite one of those? I, I don't have a favorite, to be honest. Uh, just looking on to the next game, just making sure that we're all still locked in. Numbers only go so far, you still have to go out there and produce. So just making sure that we go out and play our best game each and every night, knowing that every game is going to be harder and harder is the main thing. Okay, well, keep it going, man. You guys are playing great. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Appreciate you.
All right, great feature. What's the value of having your leading scorer be part of the second wave of players? I mean, there's so much to say about Jax. First of all, if you caught that, he said, he said, there wasn't much to this play. I just caught the ball and my man wasn't really guarding me. Well, Jax was standing at the hash with his heels almost touching the sideline at like 30 feet. <laughs> I don't think Jax ever thinks anybody's guarding him. Uh, <laughs> But it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a really beautiful thing when you have a, a, a young man who's as talented and capable and playing as high level that, first of all, over the course of the summer, buys in so much to working hard to build relationships. I had a bunch of guys on my team, you know, probably led by Trevin Nell, uh, Jackson Robinson, and, and, and several other guys that worked so hard to build relationships off the court with each other this summer, um, which we're seeing pay dividends right now. And then him contributing so much to this game and, and then him just being like, I don't care. Start me. Bring me off the bench. Nobody's going to guard me anyway. I'll take all the <laughs> shots. And, and uh, he's just doing an unbelievable job for us. And, and it, is, um, it is something to behold uh, to have this group coming off the bench and just be just, it is like a massive second wave tsunami that comes. And it, it really makes a difference for us. Uh, and clearly he is the... He's the leader of, in, in a lot of ways, this whole team. But um, certainly having him come in off the bench and do that is just, it's jarring um, for our opponent. And it's, um, it's, it's been really important for us. And I don't know if he'll come off the bench or start in the future. But the beautiful thing is he doesn't care. He's just like, I just want to go hoop and I want to go help my team win. And, uh, you know, guys like that with that mentality are priceless. How rewarding is it to go down the roster and you include Jackson in the list and go, well, he got better, he got better, yeah. he got better, he got better, like from last year's team to this. It is, you know, coaching is teaching. Coaching is parenting. It's all the same. Like, we all know what that is. And the best part of it is, is, is getting to bear witness to, in my case, to these young men be able to grow into something they didn't even know they could be. Um, and to grow in a, to a confidence level they didn't even know they could achieve. And, and, and it, it just is, it's the best part of the job. And so it's, you know, Leanne and I love it. Like that's, that's how we mark our time is, is by the growth in these, in these young men. And it's really spectacular. And, you know, you talk about the guys on our team. I mean, Noah Waterman, last game at 12 and eight and one and zero. Um, and just with urgency every single second, right? And, and what Jax has done, and Richie Saunders has doubled up every single statistical category, and Dallin Hall is now, you know, leading the, you know, number one team in the net in the country, and Trey Stewart saved us, you know, the first four or five games of the season, and, and I mean, I could keep going down the list of how, how incredible it's been to watch these guys grow, but I'm really proud of them. All right, break time. As we break, this is your reminder that for your day-to-day -day Cougar Sports play-by-play -play watch, BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays, noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, we're joined in Studio C by Trevin Nell as BYU basketball with Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. BYU basketball with Mark Pope is presented by... Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. And Intermountain Health, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. What a fine crowd we have here tonight. It's unbelievable. Cougar Nation, there's nothing like it. Tuesday night at the Marriott Center, our next guest set his BYU career highs in two categories. 
and neither of them have anything to do with his shooting talents, which are exceptional. Instead, Trevin Nell set his BYU single game highs in assists and rebounds, testament to his overall game and the overall strength of this season's team. Please welcome into Studio C, our special guest, Trevin Nell. With a hat on, yeah, I was like, Whoa. Oh, that's for you right there. That's Here, good time. Just throw it on for just a second, so because you, you'll be the real model. I really put it on. What look at that! <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, you can tell Trevis does before because he put it on, they kind of gave that little shoulder deal, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that's really good. That's good. And by the way, he is of the age group where the tag can stay on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, How you doing? Easy on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you good? I'm great. Super excited to be here. How you feeling? Feel good. I'm excited and ready to roll. So, big one this Saturday. Huge one this Saturday. We'll get to that in a little you bit. You can tell that practice was hard because I've never Trev heard Trevin say so few words. Ever. <laughs> He's winded. <laughs> I, by the way, this setup is amazing. I know it gets better every year. Oh it gosh. feels like, yeah, yeah, it's big time. How about the all the? I know. Yeah. It's nice. And these beautiful people. Beautiful it's people. Like we're in the club here. Right? Guys. Yeah. Love this. <laughs> uh, did you uh, did you bring a special guest with you tonight as well? I did. He's here. Where is he? He's right Where there. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah, let's go. Wait, introduce Tatum first. Introduce Tatum. This is my beautiful wife. Hi. By the way, that jacket she's sporting, is that's got your number on it, it and poops on the back? It is tough. It is tough. That is very nice. Uh, who do we have here? So this is our new family member. It just said Theo on the screen, so I'm yep. guessing that's his name. Yeah. He is Theo. He's a toy <laughs> poodle. We've had him for five days, so. It's all super new. But he's a toy poodle or a real poodle? He's a poodle, but he's considered a fair, toy. Fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've had him for five days. He's actually doing really good. Well, he's nervous. Right? He's, he's shaking. shaking. He's yeah. shaking in his boots. <laughs> but he is the cutest little thing. We started an Instagram. If you guys want to go follow, it's Theodore Nell. Is that true? He's got, his own, he's got his own Insta. Oh, got please, his own Insta. everybody follow Theodore Nell. Um, please. But yeah, so I, he's literally the best dog right now. Well, you've got, you've got two follows to take care of, people. Um, at Coach Mark Pope is yeah. one of them, right? Yeah. And yeah. then Theodore Nell for the dog. <laughs> Theodore Nell. You can follow okay. him over me. I, I, that's even better. <laughs> hey, uh, please, please, can we please get Theo's followers above Trevin's? Because that would be so fantastic. <laughs> that would be awesome. What kind of training is he involved in right now? Um, he's doing crate training, which he did great today. Um, he's learned sit. And oh, he's. You, show us? you don't dare show us. Yeah, I don't dare show okay. him. He's okay. scared, scared. Okay. Okay. Um, and then he's doing really good on his old potty training. So very nice. Like a little baby. So it's testing us. It is. It's it's good. It's a good primer. It is it's good, good prep great, work for you guys. Prep work. Right. So we were talking about Trevor coming on the show yesterday, actually in a production meeting, and I had heard, and Tatum, you can verify if this is true, but I. How long have we had Theo? You said five days. Five days. Five days. And the, what I've heard, I, I can't totally say this is true, but Trevin races home after practice and all he does is lay on the floor and play with Theo. Is this true? As I see, there you go. There you go. And we've got his Insta handle up there right now. <laughs> there you so go. he's going to get us <laughs> There you go. And he's clearly enthused uh, about that. That's great. He's excited. He's actually calmed down a little bit. So. That is so great. He'll be right at home with you. This is great. Uh, 8 0, start to the season. Your thoughts? 8 0, yeah. It's like, like we said, um, like we're just keeping the standard of the standard. So uh, our whole prep and everything that goes into it is just talking about like 
no matter who we play, what gym we're in, if there's fans, if there's no fans, like we're going out there and we're competing as hard as we can. We're trusting each other and we're like following this, like the scheme that we have for the prep um, and the scout. Um, but at the end of the day, like I always tell everybody, like this team's special. Um, I always like to quote Yoli and say like, this season's like a movie. Um, but like I 100% believe like everything we've been through through last year, everything through the summer has all like led up to this point and like Basketball's so fun with this team. And like, we're out there, we're, like Coach Pope in the last game, he's like, hey, how fun is transition, hmm. you know? Um, and so, like, the game is super fun when you play um, with guys that you're willing to, like, run through a brick wall for, right? Um, and so, just like how we are with each other and how we are off the court, like, we do stuff together. So it's just, it brings me back to my freshman year with that tight-knit senior group that we had, so. Hmm. Uh, Coach Pope hit on something before you came on about, how they would be running certain drills uh, in the offseason. I think he focused on the turnover yeah. part of it, where you were running after turnovers. And after a while, he said the coaches didn't even have to make you guys do it. It was players making players do it. And, mm -hmm. and how much does player ownership play into what you guys are doing right now? Um, I think it's everything. Like, Coach really wants us to have a player-led program. And so, like, like Coach said, like, we got to the point where we would throw the ball and we were like, we weren't running. Like, Coach would be like, hey, run no play. And we're like, no, we, we got to run down back. Um, because we have to value that ball so much more. And I think it's really showing um, throughout this, you know, this streak that we have. Um, and then, you know, like every time after huddles or like when there's a quick break, like we bring guys together and the ref's yelling at us. We're like, hey, <laughs> I did notice like, that. We're, we're going to take our time for a second. Um, even we'll have a huddle before the game and then we'll huddle again right before tip. So it's just like these little moments, these little things that really make a difference. And I think that's kind of what's catapulting like this player led program it's it's unbelievable to watch these guys because a lot of credit goes to the assistant coaches and kind of like in designating this time where after every um possession after we go here they're back whatever our guys huddle in and they go communicate with each other about what they're seeing and the coach just stands and listens as we do over but I'm wise to you guys. So we usually put a, you know, we have a clock. Everything is timed in practice, everything. So we have an eight-minute segment, a 12-minute segment, a six it goes like clockwork. Well, these huddles keep getting longer and longer and longer. <laughs> You're taking time out of the drill. It's a vet move. It's a vet <laughs> it move. is that. It is a vet when move. You've been in the air as long as I have. It's a vet move. One of the best best. like, guys, huddle up. Somebody say something. Someone say something. <laughs> One of the benefits of getting old. Uh, so, uh, speaking of practice, stat tracking in practice. How much, how, how, much, how much value is there in that? Because you track a lot of stuff. It's not just go play hard, play like you're playing a game. There's a lot of stuff going on, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, it just adds to the whole competitive nature of this team. Like, when guys, like, I've had a lot of people come up to me and be like, hey, you guys, I love how you guys compete. I think that stems from, you know, these stats that we kind of track. And, like, the stats are all stuff from, you know, the summer. And it's like, okay, I see my stats. I can compare it a little bit to some other guys. How can I improve as a player? Um, and so it's super fun to compete. It's super fun to, you know, dish out a little, you know, talk to some other guys. Like, me and Noah always banter a little bit mm -hmm. um, but it's it's really stems from like how competitive we are and um, I think these stats really help us to you know keep our focus and like what matters to what coach wants and what matters to help us win and so it just 
you know, that competitive nature kind of helps. By the way, our producer, show producer Brett was in my ear a moment ago telling me that uh, Theo's Insta numbers are already going up. There we go. So it's that. already go. happening. So I love I'm that. very excited that? about that. Well, um, get you. When you sat down, one of the first things you said was you're looking forward to a big game on Saturday. Um, after the Evansville game, both Coach and you were asked about uh, the Utah game. Let's, uh, let's roll the tape here and see what uh, Coach and Trevin had to say about <laughs> oh. Saturday. Oh, no. That's fine. <laughs> Um, they got incredible size. They can really shoot the ball. Uh, Craig does an unbelievable job coaching them uh, in a great arena. So it's like in-state games, man. They're magic. Like you just, you just, you just look forward to them because you know it's going to be an all-out brawl. And and um, I, I, sh I don't use brawl anymore. You know it's going to be super, super competitive. And uh, we guys edit that out of the comments. It's be super, super competitive, like it should be. It's in-state games. That's why in-state games are special. I think they're fun for the fans, and it's you know every game for us is so huge right now, and that's we love it. Like, we can't wait to get to it, and we have a lot of confidence in our guys. It's gonna be a fun game, and um, I feel like we're gonna be ready for that fight. No, not fight. Okay, that competitive <laughs> outbreak. We guys edit out, out of the fight. We're we're, we're trying to really it's be, be a careful fight, guys. <laughs> I love it. Those are, those are BYU-Utah games. Those are the words that naturally come to mind in those kind of atmospheres. It's a yeah, lot of fun. It is. It's super fun, and I'll be playing against guys that, you know, I grew up with playing. Like, Brandon Carlson was on my AU team. So it's going to be fun to play against him again. Um, and, you know, Utah is Utah, so, like, I know it's just going to be – a competitive match. Very competitive. Yes. And, uh, and you said uh, whether there's no fans or fans, there'll be a lot of fans. Like it's, I, what I heard today is that it got to a sellout or will be close oh, to it by, by game time. So that, that'll just amp it up. It'd be awesome. Yeah, I hope. You know, we, I know there's a saying, like, I hope we paint the Huntsman Royal. Like, let's bring it. Let's bring the rock. Let's bring everybody. And hmm. let's make it a home game. Coach, you looking forward to it? Trev gets me hyped. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. Like, in-state games are special. Anytime you get to play an in-state team, uh, it just is great for community. It's great for fan bases. It's great for players. You, if you haven't grown up playing against each other, you play against each other in the summer. Um, and so we love it. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, Utah's a good team. It's a massive challenge for us. And it's the next step in the season. And uh, it sounds like the gym's going to be jumping. And yeah. that's great. Like, let's go. All right, the uh, game night portion of this show is coming up next. Fun and games with the coach and Trevin when BYU basketball with Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. There's never yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to BYU basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Century and Jensen. Helping Utah families for over 30 years. All right. Back in Studio C for tonight's game night portion of the program. And tonight we have... A game called Shot Shadows. Shot Shadows. We have the shot doctor, Trevin Nell, here. And so uh, we thought we'd put his keen eye to the ultimate test. We're going to show you, Trevin, a clip of one of your teammates shooting. Oh, I got this. But the clip has been altered so that the shooter looks like a shadow or a silhouette. Okay, and your goal tonight is to simply guess who the shooter is. Are you ready? Yes, just to let you guys know, I lost last time I played coach in something. So. This is so good. <laughs> but I think, so I, I think I'm going to be in this. First of all, Hema, way to step up our game. This is, I'm excited. Great production. Great graphic. Here. All right, so are you going to see a teammate and his silhouette shooting? Roll number one. Don't say anything. No, I won't. Oh, I got to look back here. Oh, that's, I already got it. You want me to say it? Yeah. It's Jackson Robinson. That's too easy. Whoa. He was pretty quick on that one. Me, me and Deuce are like this, so All right, so we're going to see the reveal. It's a, yep, oh, Jackson Robinson. Look at that. Yeah. That was no trouble. Yes. 
If you, if you saw in this game against Evansville, Jax and Trev were having like their own little personal three-point shooting party, <laughs> like just back and forth to each other. It was so fun actually to watch. All right, shooter number two. I gotta look back here, this is a bigger screen. <laughs> shooter number two. I already know it. Spencer Johnson. Whoa, again, he's really quick on these. Yep. And the he's reveal. a shot doctor. Yep. Oh. Spencer Johnson. Well done. Yeah, there we go. And <laughs> hey, he didn't even know. He was, I guessing it. I think we're getting a sense on how this is gonna this is gonna go tonight. All right, we're ready with number three back in the control room. Shooter number three for Trevin to check out. Oh, this one's tough. Because <laughs> it's all blurred together. Okay, I think I have it. I think I I want to say Ali. He says Ali Khalifa. And the I big reveal, the big reveal here oh shows. My goodness, it's Ali Khalifa. Oh. Yes. Good job. Okay. A smooth stroke. How fun was to see him drain that three and that was great. Boy, watch out. He, he's a 40% three-point shooter last year on 150. He could shoot it. He could shoot it, shoot it. The offensive numbers will come along this mm. year, no doubt. Uh, uh, shooter number four. This is a, oh, my goodness. This is D. Hall, but this is a little between-between shot, D. Hall. <laughs> okay. so he, said, he says Dallin Hall. You have it's no doubt about that. Yeah, it's okay. Dallin Hall for sure. All right, pull up for Dallin Hall, and it's Dallin Hall. Let's go. Tony, player-led program. Exactly. Player -led we have, program. I think we have Amen. five more for you. Shooter wow. number five. Wow. Shooter We're number five for Trevin Nell. Yeah, yeah process of elimination. Hmm. Oh, I know that. That's my boy, Stewie. Trey, Trey Stewart. Stewart says Trevin Nell. And the big reveal shows that it is indeed. Trey Stewart. Trey Stewart. Fun fact, we actually try to mimic each other's shots during practice, but like before practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not during. <laughs> I'm going to down here. Yeah. All right, shooter number six. Ah, oh, jeez. That's a good finish. I know, Follow I think through. one of mine is going to be up there, and I'm not going to get it, but it looks like, oh, that one's a great shot, though. I w I want to say it's Townsend Triple, but he I don't says think. Townsend Triple. I don't now, know. Now that's a little deeper down the bench, and it's kind of an unconventional pace. Oh Townsend my Triple. gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Trip gave an elite-level pregame speech before the game on Evansville too. He did. Number seven. There's not a shot that Trevin doesn't. Oh, know. this is. This is a J-Mac special. Yeah. This might be J-Mac sleeve, though. <laughs> sleeve J-Mac? Sleeve J-Mac. All right, Denver. he says Jared McGregor. It's Jared McGregor. <laughs> so, I don't know if you can run that back, but you see the ball hasn't even left his hands, and our guys are going crazy. We're going crazy. Look at Trevor Noah. They're, they're already celebrating. Already standing up. By the way, Jared McGregor last season in this, 80% from three in Pretty games. Awesome, He's four for five yeah. in games from three. He's Shooter right. number eight. Show yourself. Shooter number eight. Roll it. Let me catch up with it in just a second. Shooter number eight. Oh, yeah, that is for just, sure, you know, the yes. shot doctor special. That is Trevin Nell. He says that's himself. That is me. Is that Trevin? That is me. It is Trevin Nell. Yes. You saw the form. You saw the form. Look at Noah going to wedge from the three-point line. Now, this oh. last one. 
little shorter clip. Got to be quick on this one. You got to really focus the uh, the the, Coach Pope. the brain on this one. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's see. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, that is hard. It is really short. Oh, that is my boy Foos. Fusani Traore. That's Foos. I think so. If you're right, I'm gonna be amazed. Oh, it's Coach Pope. Oh, it is my I, I said it first though. You were right before you were right. It was your inclination. It, it was. was I said I think it's Coach. So, but this is the thing. Is like, I was looking at your shot though. It's a stroke, man. It's a stroke. Here's the thing. Is Trevin, as we all have talked about so much, was our team shot doctor last year because he decided he, he was he was sitting out for a higher NIL payday. So he's like, <laughs> I'm not playing. He's holding yeah, out. Yeah, smart. And uh, and so this is no joke that he picked all these out because he's watched our guys shoot thousands and thousands of shots and help mentor them on their shooting. And you know we're 39 percent right now as a team, and, and Trev can take a lot of credit for that. It's pretty awesome. And there is kind of a, everyone's got their own way of doing things, but in the end, everything's really effective right now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it really is. Uh, Coach Pope really emphasized, like, we want to sprint the floor in transition. We want to get a lot more transition shots. Um, and so, like, our whole emphasis is how fast can we pass the ball ahead, pass that half-court line. And if you're open, shoot it. If you're not, like, if you pass up an open shot, you might as well just take a seat right next to him. Hmm. When we come back, Social media Q&A with Trevin and Coach when BYU Basketball with Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. I knew it was you. I knew it was you. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is presented by Siegfried & Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. OctoHealth, decode your DNA, design your destiny. And Ken Garth, we hear you. All right, back with Coach. And, Trev, by the way, Trevin, congrats on career highs and rebounds and assists in the same game on Tuesday. You know what's funny about that? I promised Foos. Foos comes up to me and goes, hey, I need 10 tonight. I was like, I got you. I'll get you 10 rebounds. And he laughs. He goes, you're not getting 10 rebounds. I'm talking about threes. I want 10 threes. I said, Foos, <laughs> you're not in the game. I got you. I got you 10 rebounds for you. So I looked up. I was like, Foos goes, hey, you're at seven. You need three more. <laughs> He's like, just tell the team to tip it to you. <laughs> Well, uh, but the, yeah, the, the 10 still could be in your future. It could at be. Some point. It's all about what. All right, let's get to a social media for Coach and Trevin. Brought to you by Ken Garf, by the way. Ken Garf, we hear you. Uh, it's a rivalry question uh, from Sarah. How do you prepare for rivalries like Utah? Is it business as usual, or is there extra work in practice for a game like this? Coach. Yeah, it's for you, Coach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we prepare as hard as we possibly can for every team. There's just no more we can do to prepare. And so um, it, it's the same. I think there's more talk around us. There's more community involvement just because of all that. But in terms of our preparation, we kind of we have to max out for every single game. Yeah, I would 100% echo that. Like Coach talks about, um, even us as a group, we talk about how every game's going to be the hardest game we've ever played. Um, so like every game is going to, we have to dive into the scout. We have a just play, which is like this thing where we watch, you know, our player personnel and who we might play against. Like different players and like every night we're sending texts like making sure every guy's watching it um, and so like it just goes over and beyond what just is on the court there's so much preparation that goes on off the court as well okay by the way if viewers are wondering uh, what happened to Theo Theo's with Tatum right now right Theo's with Tatum okay right. I need to talk with my hands okay <laughs> uh, this next question is actually for Theo he can't talk so he'll have to, he'll have to answer for him uh, what's his favorite chew toy was the question his chew toy we actually brought it uh, but it's like this, yeah, Tim can show. Like, it's this little, like, yeah, there we go. 
it's this little thing that he really likes right now. Um, and you literally just, <laughs> you run it around the, the house and you can throw it and he runs back to it. But when he first got here, his favorite thing to do was play with the tennis ball. It's like you throw it and you like play with his nose, like kind of do his own thing and then bring it back to you. So it's kind of been fun. He kind of already knows fetch. So it's kind of cool. it's cool. awesome. Uh, can we have Theo every week just kind of hanging out here by the side? That'd be great. <laughs> it's a good vibe. Uh, this week's uh, and one trivia question before the break. Here comes a trivia question for y'all. Uh, what's the BYU record for most consecutive wins to open a season? The answer mm. is coming your way next on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. Back in a minute. All right, back on the Pope Show and one trivia. Most consecutive wins to open a season. And Coach Pope nailed this during the break. The first 17 games of the 87-88 season were all wins. That is the trivia answer for tonight. Coming up less than 48 hours, BYU and Utah. The Cougs won 15 of the last 20. We get to know the foe, presented by Octo Health. Decode your DNA, design your destiny. That's a look at the running Utes of Utah. They come in at 6-2 on the year. They're on a three-game win streak, including a win in Moraga. Those aren't easy to get. They beat St. Mary's. They've won three straight. BYU's won eight straight coming into the game. The broadcast schedule looks like this for BYU and Utah. It'll be on the Pac-12 networks and BYU radio, and it'll be at 7 o'clock Eastern time, 5 o'clock Mountain, so a 4 o'clock radio pregame for BYU and Utah on the Hill. We'd like to finish the show with a little segment we like to call, What Happened? We began this a long time ago, and we can't find a graceful way to just tell it goodbye, so we do it every week. Uh, here's, the, here's the what happened for this week. Uh, Wait, can you say little, that one more time? A little, what? Can you say how you say it? What happened? <laughs> yeah, no, it's perfect. Yeah, it it, 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 it just doesn't really work without it. No, it's um, great. All right, you mentioned, you said, we were talking about J-Mac, and you said it was that sleeve j So here's the deal. This is the three-pointer the other night. I want you to give us some context to this. What, what happened? happened? <laughs> uh, it was uh, Jared McGregor. He uh, makes the three. Uh, the bench excited, and a lot of the guys are making the sleeve. What is what is the deal with the uh. sleeve? Everyone's making the sleeve motion here for J-Mac. <laughs> That's right. Look at that. And yeah. then Dallin Dallin gets into it. Ollie gets into it. I'm about to get into it, too. I don't know if it's going to show the whole time, but I, yep, there it is. <laughs> yep. But you don't look, you're not, you're like you're wiping your arm with a bar of soap. You got, well, you got, I don't want, I, got, I know people are behind me, so I'm You got I'm 10 more, seconds I'm to explain more, it. Okay, J-Mac comes in, he's, we always tell him to shoot every single time he touches it when he comes in, but we told him before the game to wear a sleeve, because it just looks cool, and he came out and hit a three, so we told him to have a sleeve every time. And that's the rest of the story. Good night, folks, have a great week, we'll see you, go Cougs!